Yo, I'm Sean Vincent from Sacramento, California. I'm a great Nintendo gamer, and I'm a Bustable Chair at Puzzle Bobble. So stay tuned for more of Twin Galaxies, as long as you're able to play on. The views expressed in the following show are for entertainment purposes only. They are not necessarily the views of Twin Galaxies, HD Films, or any other affiliates. How you doing, folks? Uh, Mike-less this week, but this is Settle It on the Screen. Um, I am Nick Hauslander, along with Glenn Um How you doing, Glenn? Quiet. He's quiet. You there? <laughs> Oh, no, maybe he went. Uh, Don Atreides, obviously, up in uh, whatever that is, TGI that way. I don't know what the number is. The racy car one. The racy car one. But uh, settle on the screen, and Glenn will be back. But uh, settle on the screen is obviously a video game competition website podcast. We do the podcast for Twin Galaxies. If you want to submit a score... You can come here, and hopefully we'll read it. We uh, This week won't have quite as many world records to read as we normally do, but we will still have them. And it's not like every world record. It's we can't read them all, so we pick and choose. But uh, thanks for joining us. Like I said, Michael Soroka, who is normally the one hosting the show with us, is not here. He may make an appearance later in the show, but for right now, he is uh, he is on vacation. Good for him. Um, Glenn will uh, eventually be back. I'm not quite sure what happened to him, but um, how you doing, Don? I am good. I am hardcore into Trackmania right now, and a lot of the Twin Galaxies guys are. Uh, there's there's quite a uh, quite a little competition going on, and as you see, I'm doing awesome. Oh, I actually flipped the car all the way. Nice. Let's keep it going. Doesn't need to be right up to go through the finish line. Yeah. Um, uh, it's good, actually. A lot, of, a lot I mean, of people are excited about this one. It's a new one. What's that? Is that just a MAME or a computer game or Steam, whatever it is? No, this is a PlayStation 4, although they have for the Xbox One also and the PC, I'm sure. So this is like new Twin Galaxies. You think, you know, old school, you know, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, speaking of which, there's some Super Mario Brothers news today. Um but, uh, you know, this is a new game that's out. It's fresh. It's on PS4. And um, it's, like, perfectly suited for Twin Galaxies. There's, I want to say, 200 tracks to compete on. <laughs> so, uh, oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a little bit insane. So expect some, some of those in the submission queue soon. Uh, oh, uh, it's, uh, oh, Mr. Soroka says he's on his way. Oh, really? He texted you? He, no, hilarious. he's in the chat. He's in the chat. Oh, is he really? Oh, crap. Yes. He's hiding Why behind the couch. That? No, I don't know. I don't know. He could be. I have no idea. It's totally possible. I don't know where Glenn went. This sucks. Glenn, where are you? Please go back. I know we were having a little yeah, uh, issues. Or... I don't know. Well, um, that's okay. Well, in the, in the meantime, sorry, I was just going to – I'll 
I was going to fill some time with Super Mario Brothers news. Might as well tell, yeah. What's what's the news in Super Mario Brothers, Tom? Super Mario. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Gardicus, his record has been beat. It's unofficial as far as Twin Galaxies is concerned at the moment. Uh, but um, yeah. it has a new... I'm trying to find the record. Uh, I got a... Facebook is not a very good source for anything. Um, but that's where I saw it posted yeah. here. Hello? So if, if anyone in the chat, if you guys know it, there it is. So it's four minutes, 57 what? seconds, and 200 hundreds, 226 hundredths of a second. Wow. I think I hear Glenn. Is that you, Glenn? Yep. Glenn? All right. You're yeah, cool. I, I clicked to, to turn on my video, and it, like, restarted my computer. Oh. It gave me That's an error message, Windows 10 did. It just knew. It just knew. It's, it's the beauty of doing live podcasting, like we were talking about before the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. so I'm not going to turn on my video tonight because I don't want to restart my computer again. I don't blame you. Yeah, we can hear you, and that's unfortunately going to have to be good enough for tonight. So, Mr. Gardicus is what? I mean, the record is, is still or technically, but... He still has the official Twin Galaxies record, because uh, uh, Darbian, as Azkag is pointing out, Darbian um, has not submitted to Twin Galaxies. Um, okay. Also, Dar- Twin Galaxies cannot... It's... Sorry, go ahead. I think Darbian beat his own time, didn't he? He did actually, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Gardicus had the record, and then Darbian beat it, and then Darbian has now just beaten again his his own record. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Gardicus has the third best time ever known. Third best. Well, after Darbian twice, I think. Time wise, still number two. I still count the uh, the performances like from one player. Like if individually. If they can beat yeah, if they can beat their own record three times, that's three different performances. You know, those are the three the, best performances of that game ever, in my eyes. Well, that's where you're supposed to save the tape or save the file, though. Like, why would you beat your own score? I don't know. It's that's that crazy sh- part of a game, or some some of us are just written like that, man. That's yeah, when I'm speed yeah. running. I'm trying to beat my own time. I'm not trying to beat anybody else's personal i want to see how far i can push it to my max yeah if, if i'm playing a game and i'm like man that was fast but i know i could do faster that i won't i won't be satisfied until I, I get what i think i can get you know yeah i mean especially if you run splits and then you see your sum of best and that number always taunts you because it's all like well i can do right. that number if i just link together everything in a perfect order Right. I've done I do, I every do section perfect. perfect. Yeah. Right. If I do my perfect and everything, I'll get the best score that I can achieve. Yep. I guess no, that totally makes sense. I, and, there's no that, point of competition if you're not competitive with yourself. So. Yeah. That's what, what ultimately is going to make you better as a gamer is to That's be able true, to drive because if you just. Yeah, if you just try to beat someone else's record and then you beat the record and then you stop playing the game for a year, well, you're probably going to be kind of crappy the next to pick up the controller. So, at least I would thank you. Uh, Hug Hug says, nice meeting you, Nick, and uh, Mr. Soroka. Yeah, no, definitely. uh, MGC just finished. Do you guys want to talk about 
Uh, MGC at all? Oh, oh hang on. One record. second. One second, all right? Give me five record. seconds. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll start them off, Glenn, okay? I'm going to try and read them. You're on a really small screen. Okay. I'll, I'll start the – I'll do the first one then. Uh, first off, we got Duncan McFarlane from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, the PlayStation 4, Pinball Arcade, I know one of Glenn's favorites, Attack from Mars points, 146,845,480,940 points. Congratulations, Duncan. That seems like an excessive amount of points for any game. I mean, That's like 116 that nibblers. Yeah, I was, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, Nibbler, you know, was trying to be the first game to ever get a billion points. This one beat it by 146 times. So congratulations, <laughs> Duncan. Uh, tell me if you can read this one, Glenn. Is that Tim or Tom? Tim. Tim. I can't read it. Can you read it, Don? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. It's, it's super it. small for me. You might Sorry, have to get him tonight there, buddy. No, that's cool. Uh, we got Tim Hansen from the Nintendo Entertainment System. NARC, uh, 3,399,850. Congratulations, Tim. Oh, yeah. Great score. Nice. Nice. That's a great uh, – I don't know. Some people don't like that port. I like that port. It's good. Great game. Next up, we got, we got Brendan Mears from Sweetwater, Texas. Sega Dreamcast, very underrated system, Mortal Kombat Gold Arcade Mode, Master 2, 6 minutes and 54 seconds, which seems really fast. But uh, congratulations, wow. Brendan. That does, I don't that seems I call like... Sega Dreamcast an underrated system, sir. Even I like the Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, I think a lot I, of people I guess... do. And in the gamer community, I guess because it was considered like a because it was considered a failure overall, right? But commercially, sure, sure. Yeah, commercially, commercial. I mean, but I it was such a I thought it was I don't know I was very it's, pleased when that one came out. I think it was it was so ahead of its time. It's one of the few systems, be, and I think this is largely due because it had a short lifespan, where it has an equal or a little bit more amount of good games than it does bad games. No, right. I, I completely agree with you. And maybe it just wasn't around long enough to get enough bad games. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Um, that's exactly what it was. The the but Sega Sega's Saturn. Um, developers got burnt out on Sega because the Sega came out with the 32, 32X. And then everyone's like, well, I'm not going to develop for that because the Saturn's just around the corner. And then yep. the Saturn didn't do that great. And then so I think people were a little shy. And then, of course, well, it writes Sega CD, and then, yeah, it was just, and then, and then the Dreamcast is right before the PS2, I think, right? It was the that year generation. before, yeah. So it was like a yeah. midland generation, like it, the TurboGrafx-16 was. Like, like, like Sammy said in the chat, it didn't have DVD, and it killed it because PS2 came out like a year right. later. One year. Yep, that's Which a very made- good point. Which made Dreamcast games easy to uh, copy. Pirate also, yeah, <laughs> but, that's yeah, right. Yeah, was, Pirate is so prevalent with Dreamcast games, but um, yeah, no, so it, was, it, was, it was. That was always Sega's problem. Is they were all they always tried to be ahead of their time, and it and eventually killed them. Mooner told me this story over the weekend. 
he knew that the moment he dated his wife for the first time, he was going to marry her because when they went down to her room, there was a Sega Dreamcast and a stack of burnt <laughs> games. Ah, he said, that's the woman I'm going to marry. That's the one. <laughs> that's, there's, everyone always gets a sign. That's a, that's a first. Uh, we got Paul Kassak. That's how I knew. <laughs> What's that? My wife robbed a bank. That's how I knew. I was like, she's the one. <laughs> oh, also, she had a crane in her head. So. Oh, okay. Well, see, Mooner yeah. says, true story. He's told me that multiple times. I was like, yeah, that's definitely a keeper right there. <laughs> All right. Next world record. <laughs> we got Paul Cassatt, Nintendo Wii, Excite Truck, Diamond Cup, Nebula, Crystal Road, Normal Mode. Three minutes, 39.2 seconds. Congratulations, Paul. And I love your picture. It uh, looks like Skeletor and He-Man. That's very cool. I think that might actually be more impressive that you have those action figures than the actual high score. But still, <laughs> very, very, very good high score, Paul. And last but not least, Pete Hahn from Chicagoland, USA, who, we, uh, who I finally Matt. got to meet in person last week. Very cool guy. We actually uh, interviewed him on our show last week, uh, the Saturday show that was live from MGC. Uh, arcade Captain America and the Avengers. I believe we talked about that with him. Yes. Points eight hundred and forty thousand six hundred and two, which the game was actually at Galloping Ghosts Arcade that was at the MGC. Um, and very cool game, very cool guy. Um, great score. Congratulations, Pete. What I love about that back. run is that um, in that game, you, you're obviously the Avengers. He chose to play Iron Man. He was playing Iron Man. And in, in the game, there's, like, you can pick up things. Just like any of the fi fighting games, you can pick up items and throw it. So, like, Iron Man is picking up rocks and throwing them at the back. I'm like, you're Iron Man. Your entire body's a weapon. Why are you throwing rocks at people? <laughs> it's, it's like you can shoot it's lasers like out of your hands. there's a realm of video game. Yeah, it there's, there's an points. alien with, with lasers <laughs> for, for everything. I'm going to throw rocks at it, right? What? <laughs> I'm going to pick up this hard bench and launch it at this guy. Tony Stark throwing but, rocks. But that's a perfect segue into our next topic and our only topic for the night. Exactly. Yes, MGC. Because you can talk days about your experiences at MGC. Because you spend days at the, the Midwest yeah. Gaming Classic in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Uh, which me and Glenn were both at last week. Mike was too. Mike's not here, obviously. But... Um, yeah, we had a very good time. We actually we did broadcast live from the show um, from Galloping Ghost Arcade, and we actually talked to another podcast, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, Midwest Gaming Classic happens every year, usually the second weekend in April um, at the Sheridan Brookfield Sheridan in Wisconsin, like we mentioned. Um, but we finally got to do a show live together, Glenn. We've never we've done a hundred shows via Skype. It was the first one we actually got to do in person, which was very cool. Well, if you. If you don't count the on air one. I'm not counting that. That did not count. No one's seen it other than Mike and I. That was my audition. That was my audition. Trust me, it you were the only fun. one who passed it. And me and Mike were in the audition, too. So, Okay. <laughs> that was, I failed the cameras, with, but they get in. Yeah. It's all politics. I, I failed with flying colors. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're like, no, we need someone that... It, it, MGC is a magical time of the year. It's the it best. Really I mean, it's it's unlike any other gaming event, really. 
And the other podcast summed it up perfectly. They've been to hundreds of events, like different cons and whatever. And there's no yep. event where the, there's thousands of people walking around that are all super duper nice. No, like you don't. Is, how many places can you go where there's like 7,000 people and not have a single problem with one person? Zero. It's true. Zero. It's if you're not familiar with the U.S., if you're outside the U.S. and you're watching this, Everybody who's nice goes in the middle of the country, and then all the jerks like myself, we go on the outsides of the country. So the coasts are full yeah. of the jerks, and everybody in the Midwest is... is no, it's true. I've been to like, I'm not at all kidding either, because I, I, I actually I, I, grew up in the Midwest. Oh, did you really? I did, yeah, and then I got turned into a jerk when I came to the East Coast, but uh, prior yeah, to that, I was a real nice guy. I will throw no. this out here. Rudy came to the Midwest Gaming Classic once, and he was a very nice and polite guy. What does that say? It, yeah. So it's, it's the only way to be. It's no, magical. it's true. I've been to conventions on. I've been to conventions on the East Coast and the West Coast, and the douche level is so much. I don't know what happens. I mean, I think I acted like a bigger jerk too. I'm confident I did, but it's just like, you kind of adapt and you have to be. So maybe it's people, you know, come to the Midwest and there's like, Oh, Oh, everyone's pretty nice. Okay. I guess I won't be a jerk. now. I don't need to be. So I think that actually has a lot to do with it, but you're right. I've been to both coasts and man, it's just a different level of nerd. It's just like, there's a meanness to it that really kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth. Everyone's trying to out-nerd everyone. Yeah, Whereas which is this is the just most. a collective. We're all here for the same thing. Yeah. To get drunk oh, and no, play video games. I was going to say that's what I was going to say. The number one thing in MGC is that, it, especially when it comes to a video game tournament or a video game convention, at the MGC, drinking is like a normal thing, which is not usually how it goes. Usually you're the one drinking and people are like, oh, what's going on? That's kind of weird. But this one or, is like, or no, a security it's... guard. They even heightened the security this year, yeah. and no one said a <laughs> damn word to me. No one said a word to me about drinking. It was like, okay, that's normal. We had that on that's our memo I'm... before we started the day. Don't stop anyone with a beer in their hand. Make sure they have a wristband, but if they have a beer in their hand, they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's why I was so paranoid when we went down the first time. I was the only one covering my drink up, and uh, everyone else was like, what are you doing? I'm like, they're going to see it. And they're like, so? It's like, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, I forgot. I forgot where I yes. am. <laughs> it's like 10 a.m. in the morning, we're playing Street Fighter. And you're, like, trying to hide your beer, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I don't want anybody to see it. I'm like... Well, it was Diet Shasta, is what it was, so it's... Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> No, it's true. That was, yeah, two years ago. The first time I, was, I walked, I was, like, testing the waters. I'm, like, walking at 10 in the morning with a Heineken. I'm like, are they going to yell at me? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'm cool. I think I'm good. And you are. And that's what's beautiful about the, the, the magical Midwest Gaming Classic. But, um, no, it was great. We had a total blast. We've, uh, me and Mike flew in Friday afternoon. We met uh, you guys at your hotel room, and then we went to the Milwaukee Brewers game, which is the blast. <laughs> Even though we went to a baseball game when there was a blizzard outside, which I never mm-hmm. thought I'd see in my life. I'm not joking. It was like, I felt like I was going to a football game because it was about 
26 degrees outside and just ice and snow everywhere. Like, yeah, we got a- into the stadium and literally yeah. I had an inch of ice. They had to peel off of like my sweater from walking oh, yeah, to the parking awesome. lot. Yeah, it was. I was, it was covered ridiculous. in ice. It was sleeting on us. Oh yeah, I mean it was we, like we got out after the walk. Oh yeah, we went. And then we the got back to the car after the game, and there's like an inch of ice on the windshield that we had to chisel off. Oh yeah. So I mean, literally just sliding to our car. <laughs> I've, that was ridiculous. And it was like April eighth. Like I know we're in, you know, we're in Milwaukee, but give me a break. But get but, this. Uh, Nick did the most amazing thing that night by eating the helmet full of nachos with all, like, the everything that you could put in the nachos. Like, Nick piled it into a baseball helmet and ate the entire thing. No joke. (laughs) Yeah. You took the head out of the helmet, though, also first, right? The the other guys ate a helmet full of nachos, but they weren't like Nick's because Nick had, like, like, the full deal going on. Like the well, five tomatoes off, gave, cut up and diced, and yeah. they gave them uh, wax paper in their helmet too, which I did not have. And their helmets—I I don't know what they did. I guess they got the deal. They the amount of food they put in my helmet was like stupid. It was so much yes. food. I had a oh, belly ache. Like watching you Yeah, it was. I ate basically nonstop for an hour straight. I just kept eating because I knew if I stopped for like a second, it was not going to end well. And it, it, luckily it ended fine, but I did kind of feel like dying for the first three hours. But I didn't <laughs> eat again for like 16 more hours. I ate, I ate lunch the next day at like 4 p.m. So it had been a good 18 hours since I ate. So, But I did. I just wasn't hungry. Like, there's, why would you eat? Who could when you be eat? <laughs> oh, stupid. Seriously. I mean, it was, but it was awesome. I even then went to the bathroom at uh, the Brewer Stadium, and I washed out the nacho cheese filled helmet really good and wore the hat the rest of the night. So Nice. Yeah, it was cool. The Uber driver who uh, was driving us around that night afterwards, uh, it was pretty – you can pretty much – if you want to just get away with anything, uh, just wear a baseball helmet at, like, 2 in the morning when your Uber driver drives, and they do not ask questions. It's just like <laughs> – yeah, why you can they? get away with just. Yeah, no, it's pointless because I know what what I'm gonna spew out of my mouth is either going to be nacho chunks or just irreverent comments. So luckily, we got away <laughs> with pretty much anything. Um, but it was, but that was just Friday night, and that didn't even involve the MGC yet. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the pre-game ritual. Oh yeah, that was. There was no video games involved in that one. That was strictly baseball and drinking and eating, which is, I mean. May or may not have been the funnest part of the weekend. Uh, it's up for discussion. But um, Saturday at the Midwest Gaming Classic was pretty phenomenal in, in itself. Uh, you guys, obviously, you were staying. We, me and Mike were staying at a different hotel because um, we booked it too late. But uh, So we got there a little later. I think we got there around like 1130 or something like that. But by the yeah. time we got there, I think it opened at 10, and it was – I mean, they, I cannot believe the last time I went was 2014, the amount of – um, people that were there this time compared to 2014 was crazy. I mean, I would say there was a third, at least a third. You should have seen it 10 years ago, man. It used to be like 300 people. Yeah. It was like 300 people. Now it's 7,000 plus. It's uh, like yeah, everybody. I mean, the yeah, no, the convention tent alone, like where it's just like selling dealers and stuff. I can't believe how much bigger it is. 
I mean, how big was the tent? Seriously, what do you think that was? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it used to be in that uh, where the pinball room is now. And the pinball oh, room used to be where the uh, classic council room was. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so it was like half the space for like all of them. Yeah. And then they, Mr. Shroka says they, that he cannot make it, and if there was no no Gorgar, it was bullcrap. No, no Gorgar. Okay, let's talk about the pinball selection. For me, it was absolutely awesome. Last year, this is comparing to last year's pinball selection. You had like all the the good ones that you normally see, like your Medieval Madness, Attack from Mars, Monster Bash. Sure. You know, list can go on and on. This year they had, like, the really good ones that are kind of a little bit obscure, like Cactus Canyon, Space Jam, mm. WWF, Royal Rumble, um, Sorcerer. They had a couple of those. Fast Break. They had the two-player Fast Break hooked up. There was a lot of good ones, like as a pinball lover that you don't see in the wild, like in that position. I think like the last last year, like the creme de la creme, like that you don't see was the game show with the full like uh, they have the uh, air. You you actually go into a ball pit and then it shoots air into the ball pit and like all these balls are flying around while you're trying to play a pinball game. They actually had a full <laughs> setup. Yeah, oh, that's I've game seen show. that before. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. They had that last year. So that was like the show stealer. This year they had stuff like going nuts, which there's like 12 in existence. And they had that on display for you to play. It was a it was a good lineup for pinballs. Uh the downside is since the event keeps growing every year. It it's more and more crowded, so you had to wait longer to play like anything, and it it gets pretty bad when when you go down to what people call the basement, which is like the galloping ghosts and retroids and Star Worlds, yeah, like where we usually hang out, like and you have to wait to play video games. It's unusual for even that to happen. And this year, I mean, it's good, but I think the event just outgrew its. Yeah, they definitely need more space. Yeah, no, there's uh, kind of no. Not that the hotel's great. I mean, it is. It's a, it's a cool location and everything, but I do. If it's going to keep. They, that hotel can't hold it anymore. And no. it's just too many. I mean, really, especially midday, it's like you. It's hard to move. <laughs> And, I mean, luckily the convention tent, like we mentioned, was, what, five times the size as it was two years ago? Um, yeah. But still, like, even that place is packed. It was, I mean, completely packed with people from the get-go. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, is there other venues around there, Glenn? Well, this is, like, the main one for, like, where I'm from. Like, okay. the one to go to every year. It's the only event that I, I you're guaranteed to see me every year. No, it's not figured. What just about Miller Park? You think you just have it there? I don't know. Like they're apparently they're gonna be uh building a convention center for this type of stuff. Oh. 
Yeah, but it's no MGC. You can't... I mean, the things that you're allowed to do at MGC that you're not allowed to do at replay... Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's it's the experience (laughs) of the whole weekend. But let's talk about, like, our... Our favorite things that we've seen, like uh, the uh, what was that game called? The prototype that of the eighties horror movie. The uh, Spectre File. Yes. What was it called? Have you ever heard of that, Dom? Say it one more time. Spectre Files. Spectre File. No. Never heard of that one. Okay, this is seriously me and me and Glenn independently uh, came pretty much came to each other and we're like, "You see that? Uh, see that game over there?" And we were both like completely enamored with it. What it was is this is a game that was commissioned in like was it eighty six? I think it was eighty eighty five or eighty six, I believe. Um, and it was commissioned as a like a Dragon Slayer type of game, you know, like a uh, laser disc type game where it's almost like a choose oh, your own sure, adventure. Sure, yeah. um, so it was completely shot on 16 millimeter film. And they said they shot about an hour and a half worth of footage. So it's kind of like a, an entire horror movie itself. Um, and the idea is, is, you know, like you walk into a house and, you know, it's all scenes from a movie basically. And then something happens in A, B or C. That's the idea. So, they tried this in the 80s, and there was a couple arcade games, and they u- u- utilized a CED, which is a Capitan's electronic disc, which is basically a record with a real with a stylus that plays video. Um, it was a failed oh, system right. in the 80s. Uh, it was a failed system in the 80s that came out right around the same time as Laserdisc. Um, and the reason they didn't use it is the prototypes for games like that it was in the arcade. If you, like, bump the machine at all, it would screw the stylus up in the game correctly. So once they realized that, they scrapped the idea, even though everything was shot and they were getting ready to make it. So 30 years later, um, I can't remember the guy who shot their movie. He was there. Um, they backed everything up on Laserdisc just cause, so they would have it. So, uh, like, what, 29 or 30 years later, um, they got a hold of it. I forgot the – I have the sheet in my car because I'm a genius. I didn't bring it. So they called them up and said, hey, we'd like to, you know, maybe put this on a hard drive and kind of redo this game and completely come up with it. So they did. They got all the footage. Uh, he had to find all the footage, first of all, because it had been 30 years since he shot it. And luckily enough, he had all of it. So it's not complete yet, and the game's going to be a Galloping Ghost Arcade. They Did they say oh, July cool. of this year? Is, is yeah, that what that's they what they're shooting for. Okay. That's what they're shooting so, for. Nice. What what they're going for is that they're going to make them like, pull them over the Yeah, sorry, you're breaking up. It sounds like there's another audio feed or something. Yeah, somebody What's up? Bye. See ya. Was that Mike? Somebody. I don't know. I don't know who that was. That was weird. I so think it was talking about. I think it was probably Mike. It sounded oh, we're like we're talking about uh, Galloping Ghost Arcade. The game is going to yes, show up there. 
They're aiming for uh, a July 2016 date to have uh, the arcade game Spectre Files completely ready to go. They're hoping but that's what cool. it's going to be. But it's just, yeah, we, we actually, if you check out our show that we uh, streamed live on our Twitch channel, set it on the screen, or, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, that's where it showed it. But it was on Twin Galaxies also. But uh, if you want to check it out, the footage for it, it was cool as hell. I mean, we shot a decent amount of footage for it, but it does it just like if you're a fan of 70s and 80s horror and you like video games, it's kind of like the perfect setup. It, it's, it's super cheesy, obviously, but that's kind of the... Uh, yeah, like oh, I no, told Doc, like... like I told Doc, it's like I am so intrigued to know what this story is just based upon Maybe. like the three minutes of clips that I have been shown. None of it makes oh, yeah. sense, like at all, no. when it like during the demo. And it's like the perfect demo. It caught my eye right away. I went to it and I watched it like I don't know how many times throughout the weekend. And I was like, I gotta know. What the hell is going on in the story? And I have like, I know, I, things like, I've made up in my head, like maybe this is a theory, <laughs> but it's like I don't know. A wolf man in no, a no. in like a nightgown. Holy I was crap! Say, like, nightgown, yeah, it's phenomenal. And then just like a dude sitting down eating dinner, and then all of a sudden he's eating you. So yeah, and that's what was so surprising. Costume is in my head. Like I said, I'd watch just like you. I'd probably watch. I watched that thing 50 times. I don't know. I kept watching it. And every time I was like, oh, I don't remember that one second scene. But, um, like, yeah, you're right. It probably was maybe three minutes of footage. So when he said they shot almost an hour and a half, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, so excited about it. It's like, really? There's more those three minutes? Like, because those three minutes alone would have been fine with me, honestly. But um, Yeah, exactly. You could have made a game off those three minutes. I don't know. I mean, honestly, with the different type of footage and everything that they had on that game, oh, yeah. you could have, like, holy crap. The, the, the thing is endless, <laughs> like, for the possibilities for what I've seen. Like, I want to see oh, no. <laughs> where this goes. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And I guess that's, that's something I never really thought about. It. The three minutes of footage like, no two scenes, like, had anything in common with the other one. So, um, I guess it shows that there is. But you're right. That's the thing we both asked that, like, we were little kids. We're like, it's one of those stories. <laughs> What's the story? Yeah. And they're is all it, like, like, you got to wait. And we're all like, oh, man. I know. They wouldn't tell us anything, which is, they, they're, they're good salesmen. They, uh, we were intrigued already. They didn't even need to say any more, anything to us, really, but. Um, Except cool. for was... come for what come to Galloping Ghost when we unveil it. I was like, I will oh, be no. there, sir. Exactly. <laughs> I will skip um, work or whatever I'm doing that day, funeral, whatever. I I will be there <laughs> to see that. No, and it's true. And like I said, they uh, were. Pla- I don't know if they're going to do, it, but that's what they're planning on doing. It's kind of making like a you know the the old afterburner arcade where it was like the full thing and you could like pull curtains. So, and, you know, like you felt like you were in a cockpit. That's what they said. They wanted to make it feel like you were in the horror movie. You know, no one else is around. Yep. You know, there's curtains and it's dark. Um, I think that would be very cool. Sound. Exactly. If they had speakers behind you, behind you, that'd be awesome. God, that game sounds... Oh, it's, it, it, it'll be cool. I mean, it really... It's too bad they didn't have the right technology back then. Because I think, honestly, that would probably have been a pretty big hit. Maybe a niche moment. Market, but still, like, well, that would have been a game people I think it's virtually like every CDI game. 
No, that's true, actually. Or, like, yeah, what CDI and Sega CD were trying to do in the early 90s. Exactly. Like, you know, like a the, lot of like CDI the game games are based off the same concept, like choose your own adventure. Right. Yeah, which is the full cool. motion video. I mean, Phantasmagoria yeah, was a popular one, I remember. Which one? Uh, uh, Phantasmagoria, did you, have you guys ever played it? I have not, nope. actually, no. Oh, oh, it's a classic horror game. Full motion video. It was on the PC. Um, I don't know if it was on console. I think it was. But yeah, that was. they had uh, two of them, that one and a sequel. And it was like, it was really gory. As a matter of fact, um, there's a scene in it that, like the uh, Silence of the Lambs, the sequel. Yeah. I forget what it was called. Handled? They like stole the scene from that game. <laughs> Phantasmagoria. Yeah, isn't that weird? I, it, I don't want to spoil it, but you, you should play it. Is it the scene where they're eating, they feed a guy's own brain? You, you ruined it. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> well, that's the end of Hannibal. I mean. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. But, but it came out way before Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hannibal was like 2000 or 2001 or something. Yeah, like this that. would have been like the late 90s. Oh, okay. So like that's awesome. Maybe not like 96, 95, maybe 94. Okay, that sounds bad. I was going to say, that's like the right era for it when people were trying kind of crazy things out on, a, well, some councils they could actually try it on. But, um, I remember but, yeah, we're watching it great there's, there's one scene no, uh, where this girl is like looking through this little like peephole thing, and I'm like, wow, the quality is just like almost as good as a television. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember thinking those same thoughts when I was uh, watching games from that era. Oh, yeah, Nick. I want to talk about this, too. Those what? Those guys that did that podcast that were right across the way from Galloping Ghosts and Retroids. Oh, definitely. Right. I was going to bring that up. We were, it was Guys, Games, and Beer. Uh, that's can, the name of their website. You can check them out yep. online or you can go to Twitter, YouTube, the Guys, Games, and Beers. Guys, games, and beer. Depending, just type that in online, you'll find them. They're really easy. Um, is Rob, the official Tom, website is www.guysgamesandbeer.net. Dot net. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was, we interviewed Rob from the site. He was cool as hell. Um, Tom was the other. Uh, Tom was the other host. Drunk Larry also was. Uh, they all three of them were on it when uh, Glenn and I. After we did our show, after we interviewed them, we went on their podcast uh, for their 200th episode, actually. So um, I, I don't think it's up yet, but it should be up very soon. But we were on there to uh, obviously promote this show and talk about our show, but also talk about the MGC. Um, I think Kelsey was the other person who uh, yep. we met too that night. Um, but they were great. I mean, they really were. They were the they were right across the way, like you said, from Galloping Ghost. They those guys were a blast. I mean, it, seriously, they they were. Galloping Ghost was great, but they the guys games and beers exactly what you think it was. It was a bunch of guys, uh, and there was games everywhere, and everyone was drinking. So um, naturally, we gravitated towards them. It's crazy, but um, they were <laughs> they were so much fun. And I mean, hey, they let us drink. They gave us free beer. You know, so. Yeah, this is the easiest way to make friends with the Glamour. But, but no, um, the best part about their room is exactly what we were talking about right before we were on their podcast was they had these displays behind every council that they had that, that explained right. the 
complete history of it. So, like, nobody could walk up to something they hadn't seen before, and they did have a lot of things that people hadn't seen before and not know the history of it. Like, what am I playing? Oh, it's all right there, right in front of me behind the TV. Trifold poster board behind everything. And they had a lot of rare stuff. Like, they had the Odyssey 1 there in pristine condition. Um, Oh, nice. You know, all the game boxes. uh, uh, they had sure. which I have in box and pristine. I can't believe you have that. You've never brought it up before. <laughs> what is it? What do you have? And I didn't see one in box. Do you really? Yep. It's the first video game system ever in box. Like to me, that's I like pretty see much that. Like What's that? There was a pong. Home, there was a pong home console. That just played no, pong I know that. and nothing okay. else. Odyssey one was the like, first one to multiple games. But I, right, I just right. want to say this for anybody at MGC: if you're gonna do a room, do a room like them and have like I poster agree. boards behind what you're displaying to explain exactly what you're displaying, so nobody walks in yeah. there confused. Like yeah. a person like yeah. me can walk into the room and know what I'm playing, but like yeah. if you're trying to bring yeah. like your family or introduce your kids. Boom, right there's an education course on what you're playing. Yeah, it's basically a – that makes sense because you're trying to educate people on what it is, not just, you know, have them play. Just showing it to people. Yeah, like, and okay, not, great, I have no idea. Not that, uh, not that they wouldn't be willing to talk to you about it because they were about, the, you know, the most approachable people you ever meet in your life. I mean, seriously. They, were, they could not have been nicer. They were a blast to hang out with. In fact, uh, Mike and I that night – played uh werewolf with everybody till like two in the morning which if you haven't played werewolf it's it's not a video game uh it's pretty much it's a kind of it's a card game where we had like 30 or 40 people oh yeah yeah i don't know if it's old or new I, I assume it was old but um if you've ever played saboteur it's just a card game it's basically like large-scale version of saboteur and I mean, it was that—that that was so much fun. It was ridiculous. I mean, Joe was hung just, over as shit the next oh, morning. You should have been, yeah, mm-hmm. Joe. We, me and Joe and I, uh, yeah, it was. We, so the guys, games and beer, like hand him like a cup full of like booze and go. That's just for sipping. And Joe's like, okay. And did he slam <laughs> it? That's so. Uh, yeah, they. I didn't really. They had so much. Alcohol. <laughs> I shouldn't say the that. Entire they closet a, full. They had, they, the closet. That was genius. I mean, that that was pretty much. Way to you utilize know, space, guys. If you're listening, oh. or if you ever do listen, you guys pulled off a phenomenal room. It was definitely the best setup in MGC, given the space that you guys were given. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, like we talked about, you know, the first thing they saw was the closet. And went, oh, okay. We have a class. It was the most fun room. It was the most educational room, and they utilized their space the best. Like, Uh which is ironic because it was like the smallest room. Yeah, they took like a small room and made it into something gigantic. Yeah, which is that's the ultimate goal. uh, I agree, and uh, they had virtual reality goggles. Oh, sorry. Uh, Duke was just no. asking a question uh, for you guys in the yeah. chat um, about meeting the, the game developers. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Say that one time. You broke oh, up. Oh, do you want me to read it? I can read it. Sorry. Um, do you yeah, guys yeah. meet the game developers at MGC? Jeffrey Lee of Qbert, Brian F. Collin, Rampage Disc of Tron, and Tom, programmer for Argus, uh, colleague of Jeff's. Yes, I have. That was not the first time I've met him either. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Who's yeah, the uh, who's like the the coolest guy you've ever met? Like, you know, kind of pseudo celebrity at one of these things. Pseudo celebrity. I, meaning like. Oh my god! Say like Nick every time I meet or, or Nick. Mark. Right. Every yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, can I but say let's fine? pretend like. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you're not a pseudo celebrity, but it's like somebody you didn't know, like somebody you didn't know. Right? I didn't know Nick the first time I met him. That's true. That's, yeah, no, so, we might okay, so Nick, over. obviously, number one. Who would be your number two, not after Soroka? Who would be number three, would you say? <laughs> Ryan. No, actually, Ryan takes the cake, but Ryan's not a pseudo-celebrity. But, uh... That's well, obviously, Liz, one of my best friends. That's true, yeah. That's, yeah, Liz was great. Uh, Liz is awesome. Obviously, I think that it makes pseudo Celebrity status. Oh yeah, I, I, I met her in a dark one. So. so yeah, definitely one of my best friends on this planet, Liz. Okay. Yeah, no, Who's Liz, the most so. famous person you've ever met at one of these events? At a gaming event? Yeah. Famous in, in what way? Like in like <laughs> I don't know, just like you you said, think that's the name most people are gonna know. The game. As in made the game, played a character in the game, did the music Just for anything. a game. Just like like anything. if you were a guy on the street, you would know this name. Like, did Celine Dion pop up at one of these things just randomly? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wish. Celine Dion. A- How is Celine Dion the first celebrity that popped into your head? <laughs> I'm just like, That's you know, awesome. Celine, I don't know, celebrity. Oh man, <laughs> there's like a there's cool. list yeah, I mean, I met, yeah, I was gonna say I met no, obviously okay. Walter Day is how we got started in this whole thing, Mike and I. Um he was great. But I mean I went to the first Kong off in New Jersey and met Billy Mitchell, Steve Weeby, and Hank Chen all at the same time. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, okay. hung out party with Steve Weeby and you know was in the car next to him while we drove him back to his hotel room. So, um, uh, yeah, all that was a blast. All of those guys were really fun. Billy Mitchell was really cool. I mean, just because obviously that was only a couple of years after King of Kong. So meeting him was uh, not the guy you would think he was from watching the King of Kong. Uh, far nicer. He's also like <laughs> enormous, nicer. just physically enormous. I did not know oh, yeah, that. I felt like a kid. I felt like a little kid in front of the dude. So, um, but all of those guys—they really are all uh, really nice guys. There's only been a handful of guys who I met and really, you know, hope to never see him again. But um, well, Mitchell Glenn is was on probably, the stream. So, what's that? Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, hey. oh okay, dude, cool. I'm the best time you'll ever have at an event. Because I was like <laughs> awkward. That's, but no, good. Oh, no, God, are you serious? Especially in 2014, it was me, uh, Josh, and Mike, and when we were with Glenn, Glenn was like, we were still, like, wondering how we were allowed to act because 
me, Mike, and Jasmine are together on a weekend. It's usually like we don't remember much because we're drunk the whole time. But um, once we met Glenn, we we're like, "Oh, good! This uh, this type of behavior is allowed." So, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Just follow God. my like, lead, okay, boys. Cool. That was pretty much it. We're like, "Oh, this guy over here, he's like better than us." So I was like, "Okay, cool. We don't have to worry about anything." So yeah, that was uh, huge, a huge uh, work. You now step in the right direction, but. Um, what about you, John? I mean, you've been to some of these things. Uh, probably, probably Walter and Billy are the, are the two most famous that I've met. I would guess. I think I met Rich, Richie Knuckles, of course, and um, yeah, I met Richie Knuckles. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I, w- I don't know. That was I've actually seen King of Arcades. Oh, that's no, sweet. I you say Ralph Bear. Ralph Bear is probably the. Most famous person I ever met at a gaming convention. The godfather of video games. You met him? Yes. Oh, dude, I didn't know that. He, he was. I think he was at MGC one year. Oh, my God. Wow. Back, back when uh, MGC was, like, the place to go to. Dude, that's true. Well, it still is the place to go to. Wow, that's awesome. It just lost its charm over the years because everyone and their mother told people about it. And I'm I'm to blame because I'm all like, this is the best event ever. Yeah, you've convinced the world to come to Milwaukee um, and they listen to you and now you're, you know. Yeah, now you're like, well, piss off people. (laughs) (laughs) Mooner says that you two are the most famous people he's ever met. I think he needs to get out more. Yeah, I was going to say, man. Well, no, it's it's true. It's pretty much true, man. Man, I should never be the most famous person for my. <laughs> you you you've met me, Glenn. You know that's like a, we're we're pretty much just gonna sit in the corner, Mike and I, and you know, giggle over Britney Spears Pepsi commercials like little kids. So, well, I well um, I do all the work to entertain and enter. In in foreign people. Well, yeah, I was gonna. You didn't. You didn't expect me to like play video games at a video game convention, did you? I, mean, <laughs> I pretty locked <much laughs> in playing them. So like we're up in the in the hotel room, right? And we're playing a video game, and we have this discussion between like consoles and emulators, and I start like pulling up facts because naturally I know stuff and ryan's just all like shut up he's like i don't want to hear it tonight (laughs) (laughs) he's like let's just get drunk i don't want to hear no yib yabbing just shut up (laughs) it was funny as hell because naturally when someone brings up like the differences between this and that video game i'm like oh well statistically it's like 14 frames faster to do it like it's just something that nerds you know you get a bunch of nerds together and they have this information and you're talking about it's like you know you ask a <laughs> physicist about physics you're gonna get you know you're gonna, but you're I, gonna get, like, I, I get his side though it's like we nerded out all the time like in chat so let's not nerd it out together in person just have right, a good yeah, time. yeah 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 Being let's just play the game and not discuss how many frames it takes to do this 
<laughs> yeah, being the outsider of the conversation that night was actually really hilarious because I could tell this was like something that had been discussed in the past. <laughs> like the second you started talking about it, he was like, no, like, no, it's not. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's so awful. Knowing full well that him saying that was just going to make you talk about it more. Oh, sure, of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, else, what other outcome is there in that conversation? Uh, but, no, well, it, was, it was great. I'm just saying, <laughs> the Super Nintendo runs over 60 frames per second. 60 point, like, one something. <laughs> but it doesn't have glass he, processing so yeah but this this is what what the difference is is if you do a speed run and a link to the past compared to councils you lose 15 oh. seconds because the door transitions are that much slower in frames because it emulators don't oh, run mean, at 60 frames oh, right. a second yeah. So you actually lose oh, yeah. 15 seconds going through doors and a link to the past and emulator. Yeah, that's funny. You'd think it'd be faster, but that makes sense. Yeah, okay, you got me started. Now where's Ryan to tell me to <laughs> shut up? <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it tonight, Glenn. <laughs> that was before the Brewers game, wasn't it? That was, like, right when we got there. Yeah, it was before. I had to get my yibbyabbing out. Yeah. So you guys knew. <laughs> that it was, was brought up. Because he was complaining about input delay, and then I got on a spiel about input delay. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it went yeah. on to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me and Mike had Because he asked like the silly five. question of, what is input delay? And I was like, I'm so glad that you oh. asked what input delay is. Right, exactly. Because I will explain it to you. <laughs> That's what Glenn's on my date, and he's like, I really hope she asked about input delay. It's like the, the top, or the game show uh, studs. I really hope that she asked me, like, what kind of beaches I like to walk on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> if you were a 16-bit console... Uh, do you ask all your dates? Oh, so, yeah. yeah the second which you run at. Yeah. 60.1. Thank yeah. you very much. Like the Super Nintendo. Next question. I will, I will say I did have a lot of conversations with people, and I I think I faked it pretty well, tried to act like I knew what was being talked about when I had no idea what was being talked about. But a lot of the conversations I had with people, especially involving the virtual reality and Oculus, Oculus Rift stuff, Whereas every time I would say something, they'd be like, well, it's because they're running at this many hertz and they should be running at that many hertz. And it was was like, oh, no. (laughs) I have no idea what these guys are talking about. It's just like uh, Liam Neeson. Do you guys see the gray? Movie The Gray? No, I did not, actually. No, that was the Wolf movie you remember, Uh, right? Are you you ever going to see it? No. I was not planning on it. So you you have to put it for me. at, so at a point in the movie, he ends up walking into the wolf's accidentally and looking around going, oh, crap, that was Nick, except surrounded by nerds yeah, oh. instead of hungry wolves. And it's probably yeah, like a really dozen conversations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, that, don't get me wrong. I can hold my own in a conversation that I have no idea what's being talked about. Um, I do it on a daily basis, but sure, um, yeah, that's a skill, it, man. That's just it's just total skill. It's the reason I've been able to even function. But um, I did learn a lot of stuff that I had no idea, especially involving the virtual reality stuff. Which um, did you did you try the Oculus Rift uh, one? No, I did not. That was me and Mo- now, the played it coming the guy- something. That's not. It's crazy. I stuff, tried man. the 3D pinball though. That was right beside. Oh, it. Was it cool? Yeah, it was. It wasn't too bad. They had pinball effects, but we only five have like ago. less than five minutes. Okay. I want to segue yeah. in, into what I got to try over the weekend of that weekend, and that was the new Stern Ghostbusters pinball table. That's right, that's right. So, as you know, if anybody knows me, they know I'm kind of picky with pinball tables. And I'm yep. not a fan of most Stern tables that have came out in the past 10 years. But this table was a blast to play. I would give it four out of five stars. It's not, it's not like an uber supreme table, but it so is a ton of fun to play. Star. On what the would, would be five stars? What would be five stars? Golgar, Ooh. obviously. Like, games that I would put above it would be WWF, Royal Rumble, stuff like that. Or, like, if you can have right. two fast breaks hooked up together and you can play another person head-to-head, that's a five-star experience. What about okay. a galactic pinball for the pinball board? But uh, this game, totally awesome. No uh, the artwork is amazing on the table, which says a lot because the last year that it went to MGC, their new table at the time was WWE and the artwork on that is atrocious. It's like they took a bunch of stickers and just put them on the play field. Stickers that were printed out on printers like 10 years ago. But anyway, they actually got an artist to do all (laughs) like hand draw everything amazing looking table the modes on it the flow on it was really really fun there's a couple challenging risk reward shots which every pinball table should have where if if you time it just right you can you can get the payoff but uh it had a bunch of cool toys it wasn't clusterfucked with toys like a corvette Or if you shoot it at the back of the play field, good luck trying to find your ball because it's buried in like ten toys. Mm. It's more like a dodge journey. Like it's got a couple toys, but you know, not enough to overwhelm it. Yeah, and the lighting on it was probably some of the best lighting I've ever seen on a pinball. Once I hit that multi ball and the lighting went all crazy, I was like, Oh my god. The very first thing I, I said was like, This is gonna give me a seizure. Like <laughs> It definitely that's good. That's yeah, a good it, thing. yeah, it is. Right, yeah. It, it definitely made me feel that sense of like reward, like I've built up to this and it finally paid off. So, very good. The biggest table. compliment I, I only played it for like a couple minutes, but I, it was really fun. The best compliment I can give it is it felt like it it should have come out in like 1985. 
Yeah. Like it's it it fit the Ghostbusters theme perfectly. Like it's amazing it's new. And that's a good thing, and that is a very good thing. Yeah, they're able to do a lot of things with pinballs now that they couldn't do in the eighties, which they're uh demonstrating right now. They're still adding on that game uh-huh. isn't officially released yet. That was like they're still adding on oh, to it. No. Uh, they just introduced magnetic bumpers, which suck your ball in and then spit it out. I like the bumpers would, by the flippers. Yeah, right? I noticed that. It kind of freaked me out. I'm not going to lie. Where I was like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It was weird. But there are actual ghosts in this. They sacrifice a person over every table. <laughs> to. All right. We got about real. 40 seconds. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so no, let me like, ask, uh, like we said, oh yeah, one more. Let's do it. No, I'm just gonna ask Glenn. So, how much does the table go like like that go for new? Like, if you were gonna buy one, you're looking at easily like six grand if you just got like, like oh, the okay, bare table. I was thinking it'd be more. <laughs> like that's bare minimum table. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in for like a Ghostbusters, like a brand new. Or like a Game of Thrones or something like that. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. Catch us two weeks from now at 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, 7 Pacific. Watch Chase all night next week. Thanks. (laughs) See ya. I hope people realize that this is hardly the tip of the iceberg, that Twin Galaxies is making its move, showing that it is the most important esports entity in the history of esports. Here we go. Two, one, go. Yeah, there they are. I can see them. He's got his game face on. Oh, a little bit of attitude. <laughs> Up to the third level, that's Smash great. some Astros. I think the Berserk skill might come in a little bit. Got it. You can't handle the heat. 20,800. Nothing that's, is real. That's a nice score. Cats and dogs playing with each other. 10 seconds. Oh, look at that. There you go. See, get him. Get him. Three, two, one. Royalty. Video game royalty has happened here. There it is. Oh, putting some points on the board. Oh, Whoa. close ball, Hector. Dowster swinging for the fences here. Gardigus. Gardigus. Spartacus. Looks like looks like Patrick and oh wow. Nice. It wasn't all easy. Oh no, these games are designed to 
bring out your inner spirit to be a real challenge. There's Absolutely. no easy mode, there's no kid gloves, there's no tutorial. There's Hector. Oh, he's using the Ion Cannon, which by the way, that's what it's called, the Ion Cannon. Okay, we all have seen this game before. Bring your game up. Put that energy in. These are the moments that count. Two, one. Yeah. That's a, controllers that's a respectable score. Drop that stick. Drop that joystick. Let the cities go down. Joysticks down. That is the end of the decathlon. Our Nintendo decathlon starting with Paperboy. Here we go. Do it. Basically, you want to avoid avoid crashing. It's pretty simple. All right, All right. She's got the training, training course. course. She's doing very, very well actually she, here. She, she's and a, and uh, she's yeah, got a smaller Nintendo thumb. So this is a very, very interesting game. But this is this is probably the highest scoring game of the the event. Looks like he's doing very well. That's an that's an interesting method. I, I haven't seen that, haven't seen that going out going on the side. Double Dragon is just it's just such a cool game. One minute remains. One minute. All right, here we go. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, well, they're playing so. it with, as intended. This is the controller that shifted the game. You're getting the full McAllister action right there. Oh, he's he's ahead. He's this is. Uh, is this oh, Jesse? Jesse Porter. Jesse going is, ahead. Is handling he is almost at the silly race. Tetris is the final game of the competition. And he's got some serious skills. He's stacking blocks. And it's kind of anyone's game at this point, I think. Three, two, one. And he got the Tetris. Pause and pause it. Flyhex says, oh my god, it's so great to see a young lady there. Look at that. She's bringing it in. And in first place. Hector Rodriguez with another first place win and $1,250. That's what happens when your video game skills are up there. The man's getting paid. I would just like to point out what we're looking at here. We have a camera on the arcade cabinet. We have a camera on as a GoPro on the player. We have a camera on us. We have switching between streams of all the other arcade cabinets. This is pretty awesome. Ooh, look at this missile command action. Look at that. You can just tell he is handling his missiles. Coming up to the Galaxian is Ben Gold, former our Millipede world record holder. One oh, that's it? incredible. So now we're getting some of the historians. He hasn't played in a video game competition in over 30 years. So this is the first time in a long time. We have to announce his ladies and gentlemen, stepping up All to right. the Galaxian machine is World champion Ben Gold, who has not played in 30 years in an arcade competition. Oh man, look at Ben Gold from the uh, side of that. Look at him, look at him, look at him. Oh man. He does have a lot of points though, 4,300 right now. Look at the machine shaking. All right, here's Ben. Look at that. Yeah, look, look at him. He's, he's commanding some missiles he right is there. Commanding some missiles. We got a minute and a half, and he we're already seeing, got 26,000 on Ben Gold. Ben so. Gold is. Literally, Ben Gold on Millipede, standard. the world record holder of Millipede on Millipede right now. 62,000 points. We have the one and only Walter Day. Hey, oh, it's Eric, Alpine skiing yeah. world record holder. Data God, we'll see if he's going to try to group his uh, Pac-Man. Back to McAllister, world record holder on this game. As you see, still hasn't lost a man. We expected this from him. 
Got one minute to go. Oh, we got Patrick here. Three machines to go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Christy, for tuning in tonight. Right. We always welcome our viewers. And anybody else joining us here on the Twin Galaxies live channel. Ah, early jump. You can definitely tame by the way he is playing. They're definitely on a mission. He knows where he's going. Wow, that, that was impressive. Very impressive. Wow. I got peanut gallery clapping. <laughs> to see John McAllister put a closing game on the arcade decathlon. If he wants to know, we have a good estimate, but Everything I don't think we do on him. So let's get ready. This to is rumble. this is the tenth frame. We're gonna use a bowling analogy here. It's the tenth frame. He just needs a strike. He doesn't need three strikes to finish it out. He just needs one good strike. Yep. Yeah, spare would do it, yeah. Three, two, one. And that's Woo! it for the Arcade Decathlon. Great job to all the champions who participated. We will now tally the scores over at the official desk. In the lead, all the way to the end. Because first place goes to John McAllister. Uh, this event, it, it turned out really well, and, and I'm, I'm happy to have been a part of it, and well, thank you very happy for coming there. down, and, and uh, I, it couldn't have gone better, really, I, I think. Look at the smile. See that smile? That's a video game smile. That's what the, the joy that video games bring to the world. That right there. See, even Mike Schroger had one. Look at that. See that? That smiles. All, all those video game haters out there. Except no matter what happens, Hector won't smile. Look at him. He's, he, look, he's fighting it. He's fighting it. <laughs>